the Lord. It's good to have you with us, with us, the house of the Lord today. All of you that honor daylight savings time. <laughs> Praise God. Well, <clears throat> I'm glad that I'm able to come out to the house of the Lord. I'm glad that I've made my mind up, no matter what, I'm going to praise Him. The devil really doesn't want you to praise Him at all, and I think we know that, but sometimes it bears repeating that he wants us to just shut our mouths and just take it, but we're not going to do that, are we? It, it's a finger in his eye when what you used to do for him, now you're coming out to church now you're taking time out and you get into the house of the Lord, into the presence, and you raise your hands up and you say, Lord, I'm so glad I'm here, and you're going to get all the praise, all the glory, all my mind, all my strength, everything that I can give you, I'm going to give it to you today. He hates that because <laughs> we used to row his boat, didn't we? It ain't working now. It's all Jesus and nothing else. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, <clears throat> I can uh, get open here and here we go. We're going to read two portions of Scripture and then we're going to look into a chapter of uh, a psalm that's a beautiful psalm. It's one of our favorite psalms. Uh, psalm 91, verses 1 and 2, and then we can be seated. He that dwelleth in the secret, let's say it all together. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Can we clap our hands one more time before we're seated? Hallelujah. Whew. Praise God. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Praise God. man's name was Casper Ten Boom. He lived in the Dutch town of Harlem with his wife Betsy and their three children, Corey, Nolly, and Wilhelm. Casper Ten Boom was a watchmaker. Which was called Bejay. The Ten Booms were of a family of Christians and they brought some, a Jewish man home one day who had been beaten and terribly physically in, in a terrible physical condition. So the family decided to make a place in the attic for him to stay. That year was 1940. Hitler's war machine had just invaded their town. So the long story short, help as many Jews as she can. She gets involved in the black market buying stolen ration cards and trying to help the Jewish people as best she can, even to the point of hiding them in their home. 
So the Dutch underground helps them out and it builds a secret hiding place off the side of the business to house the Jewish people from the Nazi raids that took place. Family was arrested, taken to concentration camps, where through the years all die except Corey. Nazis never did find that secret place, and the Dutch underground continued hiding the Jewish people till the end of the war. There is a book titled The Hiding Place. It was written by Corey in 1971. Movies were made of this amazing feat and sacrifice as well. And sometimes my soapboxes, we're not living in 1940 Netherlands, but there's evil out there. And I don't think you need me to bring that up all the time. But the stormtroopers are not going house to house in search of enemies of the state. But there is an evil cabal that is doing their best to overcome the good and the righteous people. The day doesn't go by that I don't think about the churches in Ukraine, what those people are going through. You know, the problem is our media, we... I don't know what's true or not. Sometimes you think, well, they just want to give us something that they want us to believe. Which is another part of our lesson here. I'll set my phone up here. It's not going to ring. I got it shut down, but. I want to dwell on his secret place, don't you? <clears throat> I don't have to hide out in a special room off the side of a watchmaker's business, staying as quietly as possible, hoping that nobody hears me. But what I do have is a secret place, and each and every one of us have this secret place of God. And if you hear me today and you do not have that secret place, I urge you to take everything that you can and set it aside and cut out some time for you and the Lord as soon as you possibly can to find that secret place. Come on, Raj. What are you talking about a secret place? I'm talking about a place where nobody can find you. I'm talking about a place where the enemy can't get to your soul or to your mind. I'm talking a place where there's no distractions, a place where you just lose time with God. That's the secret place that I'm talking about. Sometimes we hit this place on a rare occasion when there's a revival flowing and the altar service is just awesome and the presence of the Lord is just overpowering everybody, you'll take this secret place, you'll find that secret place in your life. But we don't need that on a rare occasion. Time is coming that we need this on a daily occasion. Amen? A daily occasion where I meet the Most High and I can abide under His shadow. 
When you find somebody's shadow, you mean that finds that tells you that they're close by. I want to keep him close by, don't you? I don't want him in a in a shout distance away. I want him in our arm distance away. I want to just reach up and touch the Lord all the time. And I'm not talking about physically stuff. I'm talking about in the spirit. Because all of this is a spiritual warfare. If you don't realize that right now, I don't know what to tell you. You need to start back all over and quickly catch up with everybody. We're not so much in a war. Yes, we are in a war, but it's a spiritual warfare. And the only way you're going to fight this spiritual warfare and win is on your knees in a secret place. It's not just knees and it's not just bending and trying to touch God 15 minutes out of the day. That's not going to cut it anymore. Sorry to tell you that. Come on, Roger, being hard on us. I'm being real. If there's ever a time to be real, it's now be real. Because what happens is things, things like this take us away from our secret place. That's why this phone's up. Might crack the screen, doesn't matter. <laughs> Deuteronomy 18 and 19 <clears throat> chapters tells us of God's commandment for establishing six cities of refuge, three on the east side of Jordan, the city of Golan, Bezer, and Ramoth Gilead. Three on the west side were Kadesh, Shechem, and Hebron. These cities were designed to give comfort, safety to whosoever was involved in taking of a life unintentionally and was being this person being pursued by the family out of revenge called the avenger of the blood. These cities were all within a day's journey from anywhere in the land of Israel. So as a result, if I'm inside the city, I'm safe and I'm protected. But if I go outside the city, I'm on my own, and good luck, sir, with that. 2 Samuel 2, you'll find an example of Joab pursuing after Abner for an accidental killing of his brother Asahel. Joab found Abner in Hebron, a city of refuge. He calls him out, which was crazy for Abner, because Abner steps out to talk to Joab in front of the gate of the city to have a little chat. And there Joab slays him because he stepped out of the city of protection. Don't let the devil take you out of the city of protection. Don't let the devil talk to you out of this secret place that you can have with the Most High. Don't let things distract you in such a way that you don't seem to slice out of your day time enough to get alone with God. And I mean get alone with God. I mean take some time out. You've got to do that. You can't just whisper a prayer on the way to work in the car. Those days are gone. We can keep thinking of, of God through the day and, and keep a, a, a message going on in the back of your mind, a song. I sing all the time, all day long, and it it, it does something to your spirit if you're, if you're connected with God. It'll lift you up. 
it'll make you feel better when things are going wrong and, you, and you'll see everybody else in, this, in the, the work area, the workplace, if something bad has happened, that are down in the dumps and mad at everybody. But you've got a nice step, you've got a nice uh, lift in your step and a positive attitude. Why? Because you've got a praise in the back of your mind. You can easily get in lost into that secret place of the Most High. God will cover you. God will take care of you. If I do what he asked me to do, if I take some time out, because I need to hear from the voice of God. I need to hear him, but I can't hear him if I'm all distracted and noised up in my mind. Raj, you're gonna, going kind of crazy today. Yeah. I just don't want to be fooled in these days and say, oh, well, I'm too busy. It would be different if we were in the Ukraine and our houses were bombed and we were all in some kind of a tunnel shelter underground where the subway was, pitch black night, nothing to eat, nothing in, in, in the dead of winter like it is. Do you think we would find a secret place? I think so. I think we'd be scared to death. You see these people on the news. You, you see these people on your reports. You hear about them all the time. I just don't, I, I just don't want to be callous and say, oh, well, it's not in my neighborhood. I'm not going to worry about it. It's a world thing. It's a world event. Scripture says, I will save the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress. He is my God. Him alone I will trust. A refuge is a shelter. It's a protection from danger. It's a, it's a protection from trouble or a storm or a place of safety. It gives hope. It gives aid. It gives relief. It gives a place of escape, a shelter. I don't need a walled city with its laws and regulations to protect me because man can't do what God can do. Man can't do what God can do. Why in the world would I trust in, in horses and chariots? Why in the world would I rely on something that man can do? Because a judge, you see it nowadays, a judge can just flip something like that. Really? Where do they get that kind of power? It's important who we put in our positions. But nobody takes the place of God. Huh. They can't protect me the way God can. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Dwelleth is a, a Hebrew word called yashab, which means to sit. But I like this, to remain. Not to visit, not to just come by and say hi. Not to have a form of godliness but deny the power. Not to just have a drive-through Easter Sunday service and say, hey, I visited the house of the Lord. Not to go through the ritualistic thing. The devil just loves that. Why? Because those people are satisfied with just waving at the Lord. I can't get that way when, when I have a sincere desire for God, when I chase after the Lord, when I pursue after him, when I seek after his face in prayer. That's the secret place that I'm trying to get to. 
when I sit there and when I get there and I dwell and I set up and I remain. Dwell means to settle. It means to establish. It means to make a habitation. It means to set up where you're going to be for a while. Not just to say hi. Understand that this is a spiritual place. And the only way you find this secret place is in prayer. You're not going to find it in a self-help book. You're not going to find it on the internet. You're not going to find it taking time out for your special shows. You're not going to find it that way. You're only going to find it when you close yourself in a closet of prayer. That's where you are. Who does not want to abide under the shadow of the Almighty? I've been reading a book, and it's called Stolen Focus. Author name of Johan Hari from England. Subtitle, I, I mentioned this the last time I taught a few weeks ago. It's called Why You Can't Pay Attention and Think Deeply. How many remember me talking about this? All right, I can start all over. The whole crux of this book so far, I'm only on chapter 5. The whole crux of this book is these devices have robbed us of our focus. They're good. It's a great communicating tool. But what happens is they prey on your weaknesses. The worst place that you can put this thing at night is right by your bed, right in arm's reach. Because all these silly notifications about the game, the Scrabble game you're playing or the next news item or somebody texting you from California or somehow somebody wants to do something. It's a disturbance. All right? So that's what this whole book is about. The first part of it has to deal with how we pay attention and focus in life. Now, I don't want to go out way on a limb and lose you here today. We're still talking about the secret place of the Most High. But there are things that I've read and things that apply that I can apply to my life that makes me want to understand and have a clearer perception of what it is when I decide to separate myself and seek God. The last time I talked about this, it mentioned stat, static, uh, uh, statistics about cell phones. Just for instance, how much time does the average American spend reading every day something on a page? Somebody got an answer? 15 minutes. How much time does the average American spend on a device? Anybody got an answer? Five and three-quarter hours a day. Every time you get an upgrade in this thing, it starts 
It'll tell you how much your screen time you've used and what you've used for it. There's a reason for that, and I'm getting into that. I'm starting to read that portion of the book. But there's a reason that they want that. There's a reason why they want you to spend time on Facebook. There's a reason why they want you to spend time on your favorite game. It's all part of manipulation. And as long as they can hinder you, and as long as they can bother you, do you think that you're ever going to get into that secret place with a clear enough mind so that you can hear the voice of God? The artists have a thing that they call the flow. I think I mentioned it the last time, mentioned the Mona Lisa painting when this guy sat there in the Louvre uh, uh, Museum in, in Paris, France, and sat and watched the people's reactions when they would come up and look at the Mona Lisa. You would think the Mona Lisa is this huge painting, but it's not. It's very small. And they would just go there to take a selfie, you know, click, 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 click. And they didn't really spend the time that it was to just stare at it and get lost in how um, th this, this artist put this together and what went on and what it went through. So they, they're actually losing the focus of what this thing really is. And they miss it. And that's the whole design about this, these cell phones and it's so that we miss the things that are really deep to us. And the things that's really going to help us, we just flow over it because why? We're so fast-paced nowadays. Got to do this, got to go here, got to do this, got to have this. We're so fast-paced. So the, the devil really wants to disrupt and to cripple our spiritual flow. Spirit flows. Flesh forces. Spirit flows. Flesh forces. Sometimes we want things to happen, so we force it to happen, and it doesn't work. But when we get into the secret place of the Most High, when God begins to move through us, and we don't really understand why, but something happens, and the flow of the Spirit, puts, and God puts things together. Why? Because it's an orchestra. He orchestrates all of this stuff, and and has things move from this side to that side, and this person meets that person. And yes, you go through something so that he can get you to this hospital. Or yes, something happens so you may end up in the emergency room. But you're there for a reason. Why? Because God is orchestrating everything. But if we're all interrupted by certain devices and stuff, we never really get into that mode that God can speak to us. And then I pray, Lord, I want to hear from you. But if the answer comes back, Rod, you're too busy. You can't hear me. Ooh. Man. So the end game of this is for the evil cabal, high-tech, Silicon Valley people, to manipulate and to do with those devices whatever they want you to do. And we just end up doing it and we have no idea why we're doing it. The word is attention. Attention means the act of or faculty of attending especially by directing the mind to an object. When we give God our attention, 
I, I, I may get in trouble here, but I'm, I'm going to. I think when you come into this sanctuary, this needs to be off. I don't understand. First of all, from somebody who stands behind this pulpit and spends time putting things together, how rude is it that nobody pays attention but they're flicking through their mail? Or they're going through this or somebody's giving them a, you know, a, a text or this kind of stuff. And what's happening, you're listening. You're not kidding what God's trying to say to you. I think I'm done today. <laughs> Are you understanding what I'm trying to say? Is that we need to get to this secret place because God's got so much for us. But yet we're all disturbed and somehow we're caught. We're on the hook. It's an addiction. People can't live. I, I was talking about this with the guy at work, and he says, Raj, I know and have heard of people that, that lose their mind because the battery on their phone is below 13% and that their phone's going to die. These people don't know what to do. That's really bad, isn't it? Do you think for a minute that those kinds of people that think like that are going to separate themselves and get lost in the presence of God for hour upon hour upon hour. They can't get away from this. And the whole thing was designed to do that. When I focus, it's about our weaknesses over our distractions. When I focus on God, when I come into here, when we sing and we worship I close my eyes and I focus the best that I can on God. I focus on Jesus as to what you want me to hear today. And it's up to God that speaks through us to preach and to teach that he will answer you and fill that spot. So as an example of focusing and as an example of having attention, is an orchestra. How many's ever seen or been with an orchestra? They have not just one or two instruments. The whole platform is full of instruments. So, so picture this with me. You want to get a hold of God, and you come into this uh, arena or this theater, and you have a spotlight on Jesus in the front, in the middle of this orchestra. And an orchestra has many instruments. And an orchestra, when they're playing that certain music, that certain areas and certain uh, sections of the orchestra is all playing. And they're all following the sheet music and everything. But the spotlight of your attention is on Jesus Christ. When I come in here, the spotlight is not on you. It's not on the neighbor. And it's certainly not on my phone. It's on Jesus Christ. Every song, every word, everything that I can concentrate in my mind. Why? Because I need to focus my undivided attention on what God's got for me today. So in the middle of this orchestra, all of a sudden, this heavy metal rock and roll band comes on stage. And they're just tearing the place up while the orchestra is trying to play. You still have a spotlight on Jesus. 
you still have a spotlight on your main focus of what you want, but you've got all this other noise happening that robs you of your, your, your total focus on God. Everybody understand? Am I the only one that goes through this? I don't think so. You telling me that when you have time to pray and you're praying, you're telling me that your phone doesn't jingle, that something doesn't happen to your phone, that something tries to disturb you that's important, and you look and say, oh, man, i got to take this call. What? That's, I've got to cut all that stuff out. But, Brother Locke, I'm on call this week. I understand all that. I'm on call right now. But my calls don't happen until 7 p.m. Here's another thing I want to thank the Lord for. Our schedules at work were already arranged, and there's somebody that works every Sunday, so I don't have to ever again. Just pray. Just be patient. God will work it all out. Let's read these verses real fast. I'm sorry, 1 through 16. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the mighty. He's close by. Before we finish this, I want to say that when you're focusing on the Lord and all the other orchestra stuff, it all has to be the word. It all has to be um, uh about spiritual stuff. It all has to be about the Lord. It all has to be about all that. And then that's when beautiful music happens. If you, we were playing some orchestra stuff back here in this room earlier with all the prayers of the saints and everybody. It, you can get into the prayer room, but the devil doesn't want you to concentrate enough. The devil doesn't want you to focus enough that you can hear and get it from God. When we just play on a little surface, he wants you to, God wants you to go deep after him. That's the secret place. You just can't stay in the house of the watchmaker. they got to put you in a secret place. God, you've got to get yourself into that secret room so nobody can find you. You're mine. Roger, you're so crazy today. I, I will say of the Lord, here's, when you're focusing on him and your eyes are closed, there's some there's some scriptures that go through your mind. There's some things. If you need help, take the Bible, open the Word of God, and begin to start singing and start uh, uh, reciting the, the, the psalms and stuff like this. This is the other part of the orchestra that's coming in at the right time. That's when you've got to build up your feelings and build up your spirit to God. I will save the Lord. He's my refuge. He's my fortress. He's my God. In Him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. They are after you to shut you up from worshiping and praising God. They don't want that. And tell me, they're coming after the churches. You don't think that they're going to be satisfied with where they're at and how far this evil cabal has gone? They are on the march, and they are afraid of us. That's why they want to shut us up. Because they know the power that's greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. They can't fight it. That's why they want to do their best to shut us up. It's not for me. I'm going to find a secret place every day. Get a hold of God. 
He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. And here the, uh, um, the explanation of his wings, God doesn't really have feathers, but what the, the psalmist is writing about is even the little pinions in the outer edge of the feathers, God has it all covered, just like the picture that we see up there. He's got everything, Brother Khan. Even kidney stones is under him. He's got everything under there that covers him. Why? Because I know that God is for me. I know that whatever the devil dishes out, God's got something better. He will give me strength. He will give me the, the, the confidence to go through this. He's my refuge. He's my fortress. Ha! It's covered everywhere, isn't it? Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night. Thou shalt not be afraid by the terror by night. You can read about it and hear about it and talk about it in all these cities, these inner cities with all their problems. Don't have to worry about the terror by night. That's not to say that you're just boldly going to go out there and just let everything go. I'm talking about you still need sense about it. But God's not. Listen, the other part of this book is to deal with sleep. And people, God has made us that we need from seven to eight hours of sleep every day. That's how our our mind has to be flushed. Our mind, all that stuff that we've got ever, every day, our mind has to be cleansed. And if you're too busy, if you're too uh, 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 caught up in this stuff that you have got to have something and this device puts you to sleep, you're not going to get any rest that God's designed. God did not design this to give you rest. You know what he designed to give you rest? His presence. You know what he designed to give you rest? His word. The best thing that can put me to sleep is listening to a message, listening to a song, listening to something that God's going to be glorified in. Then I can have sweet rest. Hmm. How many ever dream at night? I mean, really dream. You dream between hours 7 and 8, designed that way. You can't dream with four hours of sleep. You're messed up. And God will speak to you in your dream. I dream uh, certain things. I write some of the dreams that I can't get out of my mind down. I, 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 I find myself in, in a big a uh, big tent, big community tent thing where we're all camping or something. I don't know what it is, but I find myself in there a few times. But it's the church family. I don't know what that means, but God will speak to you in your dreams. Ha. Huh. Secret place. Let's say secret place. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night or the arrow that flieth by day nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. All this stuff gives you fear. But if you have the Lord, you'll be fine. Your blood pressure will correct itself. <laughs> huh. Do I know that? 
Verse 7, a thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. We see destruction everywhere, don't we? We see wars, rumors of wars. We see things happening all over the place. Listen to verse 8. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. That means I'm going to watch the collapse of the evil, and I'm going to be safe. Why? Because I'm in a secret place. So take that to the bank today. I'm in a secret place. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. Here's the reason why I choose, I choose to bring the presence of God in my situation. I can either continue to entertain myself or I can set all that aside and say, Lord, I need you today. That's the choice that I make. And when I say, Lord, I need you today and I take time out and have his presence dwell with me, then all of this stuff is going to come to pass. And I say, well, I don't have to worry about that. Why? Because I made the choice to make him my habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in thy hands, lest thou shalt dash their foot against the stone. And I'm hurried. Verse 13. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. And here in verse 14, this is the Lord speaking, because he hath set his love, my love towards you, upon me, the Lord, therefore I will I deliver him. I will set him on high because why he hath known my name. How many know the name of the Lord? How many know it's a strong tower? Have you ever been in a situation where you don't know what else to say and all you got to do is say Jesus? He hears his children because I know his name, because I love him so much that all I've got to do is whisper his name. Stand with me. We're finished here. He shall call upon me. I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. This is the Lord speaking. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. How many want to dwell in the secret place of the Lord? Do you have a secret place in your home? Do you have a secret place in your life? And the good thing about the Lord and the presence is his presence is everywhere. So I can pick up my secret place in my home when I go to work. I can drive my little golf cart over to the corner, and I can begin to weep and worship God because my secret place is here. Oh, I feel his presence in here, don't you? Come on, let's sing this song. In the presence of the Lord. In the presence of 